Another beautiful, wonderful, glorious morning. Welcome once again to another live section. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola. Wherever you are this morning, wherever you are joining us from this morning, I want to welcome you to another beautiful day. This is the day of the Lord. We believe God for great things this morning. Uh, well, this morning we are going to continue to look into God's heart, into God's mind. We want to look into the intentions of the Lord for this glorious day. The Spirit of the Lord has been speaking to us regarding His architecture, the principles and the value standard of building heaven's divine intention for our day. So this morning we're going to continue to track this uh, divine spiritual template, if you will, and blueprint. And I'm sure by now that we have been able to establish one or two principles that will at least allow us to better understand the mind of God, the intentions of God, and of course, is, is objective for the church. And those are the things that we're believing God, all right, to understand and, and of course, to walk in. This will allow us to be able to effectively carry out, you know, our assignment, our mandate, and of course, to live in that power of community that cannot, you know, uh, uh, be compromised by the paths of darkness. And so I, I'm believing God this morning that as we join together, amen, that we'll be able to flow in the direction of the Spirit this morning. I'm just having a bit of feedback here. All right. Still not resolved. I'm still having a feedback. Just give me a few minutes. Okay, let's see. I think it's a bit better now. So once again, welcome. Uh, we are continuing to uh, approach the heart of God, the mind of God. Like I said um, for the past few weeks now, that we want to find God's heart. We want to discover God's intention for amen his church his body of course which we are all member of right we are not just uh, trying to limit what we are discovering to a piece of uh, a point a place where people gather amen to pray to worship and you know to carry out you know what we refer to as christian you know a uh, 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 tradition that is good for our you know coming together and community purpose yes we need that but beyond that, we want to find, amen, the mind of God. We want to find heaven's blueprint. What is the architectural, you know, you know, standard and, 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 and intention, the prophetic. When we talk about divine architecture, we're talking about what is in the mind of God. What, amen, what God saw in his mind, amen, that he desired to see manifest in the earth. That is what we're talking about, all right? For us to be able to represent God, we have to find him and his, his intention. Thank you, everyone, for joining this morning. I appreciate it. <clears throat> and so we will continue, amen, to narrow down what the Spirit of the Lord is demanding and requiring of us in this new day. These are days where the Spirit of God is tearing, amen, the heart of his, his sojourners, the heart of his, of his own, amen. The Bible says these are the ones who follow the Lamb. We are following the Lamb. We want to find where he's going. We want to understand, amen, his, his heart, his desire. Father, we thank you this day. We honor you for 
this moment in time for the things that your spirit is birthing, the things that you are shaping within our minds, within our thoughts. But also, we also thank you for the things that you are knocking off, the things that you are uprooting, the things that you are knocking down, yes, that has become so mightily a, 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 a position, a stronghold, a firm position in our life that we find it difficult to, to change. We ask you this morning once again to knock those things down. Give us this day grace, oh God, to see the city afar, to see that which you are calling us into and to buy into it by journeying out. Like you said to us yesterday, is a day of exodus. We want to move out of, yes, what men have built for us, what society has given to us as a pattern. We want to come out of that slavery. We want to enter into a day of freedom. Your word says where the spirit of the Lord is. The Lord is a spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We're asking you this morning to grant us the spirit of liberty. Help us to walk, oh God, in that power, in that knowledge, in the wisdom of freedom. We want your name to be exalted and to be glorified in our lives, in our midst. Even as we continue to search the scriptures again, the, the, word, the word declares that, yes, the, the, the apostles, the elders, they search through the word to find the time the time that you have ordained for the things that you have spoken. Thank you, Father, that we give ourselves to research. We research, we, we uncover, we discover, we come to the place of knowing that we may indeed build your desire and intention. And indeed, there's nothing we can build except that which you've already built in us. So we thank you this morning. We yield to you. We surrender to your ways. We yield to your principles. We yield to your process. These are days of divine instruction. These are days of recalibration. These are days where you are helping us to have a better and a clearer understanding of that which you are seeking to carry out in our time. And so once again, we thank you for the spirit of the prophetic. Thank you, Father, for the wisdom of the apostolic. Yes, the, the, the ability to build your intention as wise master builder. Thank you this morning that you will grant us wisdom, knowledge, understanding to see and to respond in accordance to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome everyone once again this morning. If you're joining us, welcome. Uh, we have been looking at the word of God. Of course, we've been looking at the book of Acts. The book of Acts has become a template, a standard, and a pattern for us, a kind of a model. And of course, the, the, the book of Acts has always been a model for the church. Right? At some point, the church missed it. We deviated from amen, the direction, from the path, from the divine blueprint. We deviated and we moved into something else. And we began to do our own thing. And then we have built something massive. We built big things, all right? Things that uh, when we look at them with our natural eyes, you know, we can almost collapse. Yes, things that even attracted the very, you know, uh, 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 um, you know, life of, of, the, of the disciples of our Lord Jesus. They looked at, you know, what Herod has built. And they, they, they were all, wow, the Bible says they drew the attentions of Jesus to look at this massive thing that all right, Herod has built. And I tell you, man can build. I mean, when you talk about building, we can build massive. We can build big. All right? But the, at the end of the day, it is the approval of God, amen, that matters. Yes, except the Lord builds the house. You know, I discovered this scripture and, and it, 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 it changed my life as a pastor. And I discovered that, all right, we can build anything that we want to build. 
if at the end of the day what we've built, amen, does not glorify God, does not please God, amen, if the Lord cannot breathe in it, amen, if the Lord cannot come with his glory, if the fire cannot fall into that thing, amen, and the thing is still standing, and then we built in vain. And that's my own take, all right, regarding the whole essence of what we are doing and what the church ought to, you know, be representing, all right? It's not just about carrying out. It's not just about doing things. It's not just about, you know, the, the, the manifestation. It's about, amen, manifesting God. It's about manifesting his presence. So this is going to take us a while because I tell you, we build all kinds of things that are massive, that are powerful. We build all kinds of things, all right, that even the world, when they look at us, they're like, wow, you guys can build but this thing has no voice this thing that we build amen cannot speak cannot represent cannot you know reveal god to creation and so we have to stop and 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 ask ourselves are we actually amen pleasing god are we building to honor to glorify god and of course the straight answer is not so because the things that we build has not revealed God. I mean, we're seeing secularism increasing like never before in our time. And it seems we don't have answer for these things. You know, uh, like I said, you know, yesterday, you know, uh, uh, the, the South African, you know, government, the, the, they're, they're, they're looking at the issue of why, uh, you know, a woman can, can, can actually marry, legally marry to more than one man. All right. You say, well, what is good for one is good for the other. But, but how do we come to this point? And this is just one aspect. If you look Look at what is going on all across the globe, amen. Secularism seems to be increasing and of course seem to be, you know, a, a, a prevailing and, and, and pervading even the church. And when we look at all of this, we want to ask ourselves, are we actually amen, representing the intentions of God? So we discover that size is no longer the issue. It's about com 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 competence. Is amen. It's about quality. It's about you know the ability to represent. Amen. The ability to stand and and declare and proclaim and decree. Amen. I mean, like Elijah said, Amen. If I be the man of God, Amen. He said, At my word, do we have that kind of a position that what has been built in us, Amen, can actually reveal, manifest the glory of God? Because it's important that we we, we make that clear that when we say we're building, Amen, that we are not thinking of some massive structure and massive, you know, a, a, a gigantic, you know, image out there. No, when we say we're building, we're building a new man. We're building a new life in Christ. Amen. We're building a new dimension of value system. We're building, amen, a position in our life that reflects, amen, the, 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 the demand of God for creation. We're building that which will bring creation out of bondage, amen, into, into, into redemption, into salvation, amen. The Bible says creation is groaning. You see all of the things that is happening, the cascading, the falling apart, amen, the homes shattering, the marriages breaking up, children going crazy, all kinds of issues, the, you know, terrorism here and there. Those are all cry, amen, of creation. Those are all, you know, uh, expression to tell us, amen, that we, we, we need to reveal, amen, the, 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 the life and the ministry of the Messiah. Christ came to redeem creation. So while we are, you know, focusing on, you know, uh, uh, avenues and, 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 you know, locations that will help us to better express our life, it is important to, for us to understand, amen, that that itself is secondary, that what matters, amen, is what the Lord is roughing, is building within us. And that's why we are looking at the idea, amen, of 
kingdom architecture. Amen. What is the mind of God? And of course, for us to do that, we have to be able to step into the mind of Christ. And that's where we need, amen, what is called the prophetic spirit. Amen. We need the prophetic spirit to understand, amen, the heart of God, the mind of Christ. All right. We need to have insight into what is God's intention so that when we read the word of God, we're not just reading letter. Amen. We're reading, amen, the mind of God. We're reading the intentions of God. And of course, we have, you know, the clarity to accurately interpret the demand of the Lord. And so these things, amen, we will continue to rehearse. And I'm praying, I'm hoping that we will truly apply our hearts, amen, to, you know, to them. If you look at the life that Jesus lived, amen, that itself is a value standard, is a principle for us, amen. He came to show us how to live life, amen. And so we will have to believe God to help us to understand all the various facets, amen, of the requirement of God, of the demand of God, as we move away from what men have built, from what ideologies, amen that are contrary to the ways of God are built and begin to press into the scripture and begin to find, amen, the blueprint, the material, the standard, the measuring, measuring yastic of the things of God and begin to apply our heart to those things, all right? If we can't do that, then we are just going to continue our own thing and of course at the end of the day, we're going to get to a point where the Lord will say, sorry, you never built for me, all right? So we, we, we stopped in chapter 6, we're still on chapter 6, I would love to move to other, you know, aspects in chapter 6. But let's, let's kind of recap the things that we've talked about. All right, we said in chapter 6, verse 1, the Bible says in Acts, I'm reading Acts now. In those days, all right, the Bible says they were, the numbers of the disciples were increasing, amen. The Grecian Jews who, who were with the, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the, Hebra the Hebraic Jews begin to ra ra rise in conflict against each other. The Bible says, amen, the widows of, you know, the, the, the Grecian Jews began to rise against the, you know, uh, uh, the native Jews, all right? Why? Because there was an issue of lack. There was an issue of, you know, inequality in terms of distribution of, you know, of, of the resource, amen, of, you know, uh, uh, you know, material things. So this brought a dispute. This br brought a conflict. And I was sh I've been sharing for the past past two three days now that when we begin to increase as a community amen we begin to also see the, the the issues of conflict because increase brings conflict and we talk about how to manage those conflicts all right now then the bible declares that era the, the, the 12 disciples came together and said come we're not going to allow these conflicts to you know to divide us let's choose amen seven in fact they said among themselves choose for yourself seven seven guys amen fill of the spirit amen who can you know address who can at tend to these issues all right, of serving tables. That's what they call it. Of course, we understand that serving table is not just about you know, serving food on the table. It deals with the entire spiritual administration. Excuse me. It deals with the entire you know, community administration. It deals with amen, the day-to-day -day life. It deals with amen, who does this, who does that, what goes here, you know, what goes there. It, 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 basically, amen, it, it deals with the smoothing, the running smoothly of you know, the day-to-day -day life amen, of the community. And it's important that we understand Understand that we understand that point that that is not something just to be you know push aside amen managing people is a challenge managing people because you've got all kinds of people with different ideas beliefs you know standard expectations and we have to know how to manage people so they brought you know seven people who can do that and of course we discovered that Stephen was their head I would like to quickly go down to verse 7 the Bible says so the word of God spread 
And the numbers of the disciples in Jerusalem, amen, increased rapidly. Why? Because they brought a solution. Did you see that? That, that even our concept of administration in the things of God, amen, can bring increase. Sometimes God gives us things. God gives us people. I mean, many of, like I said, many of the people, amen, going to our churches or that are committed to what, what, one thing or the other that we are doing. One of the issues why, amen, we see things you know, collapsing is because we don't know how to manage. And, and unfortunately, when we even talk about management, you know where we run to? We run to the principles of the world. We run to what somebody said. We run to, you know, how, you know, a, a book was written by, you know, one of the best companies in the world. I mean, we, we, that's where we get our principle for management. I told you, friends, if we begin to look into the word of God, you will find principles of management. Management. How you can manage life. Manage people. Manage money. Amen. Manage, amen, you know, time. All of these things. I mean, I, I've, I've, I mean, I've read a lot of material in terms of leadership and management, you know, uh, Many that a lot of people will read, you know, I was this man named, I've forgotten his name, but it's very popular. You know, people will read his, his material on management and you discover that half of the things they are saying are borrowed, you know, principles in the word of God. And of course, they now mix it with other, you know, philosophy and ideas that is, that, that you know, that, that is of this world. And at the end of the day, those things don't work, all right? Because to be able to manage people, you've got to understand the reason why people do what they do. You've got to understand the spirit behind them. You have to understand amen that even the need amen has got a, you know has got an agenda so all of these things are important all right you remember you know moses had an issue with the, you know with managing people you know god you know god sent you know his father-in-law to assist him to help him out amen in dealing with that we have to know how to manage people because when you accurately manage people you manage their your, their time amen and you're able to manage the resource people who cannot manage themselves amen cannot manage resource all right little things Things, amen reveal the big things in our life little things how we manage little things little things amen reveals how we manage big things so the, the church were able to deal with this issue amen of division between amen the the Grecians and the the Grecian Jews amen and the native Jews and we saw amen that the church amen requires amen in fact in in Romans chapter chapter 12 the scripture speaks amen about those who are called to to administrate to manage amen must do it wholeheartedly those who are called to give amen must give amen you know based on the grace that God has given to them you will see it is then the book of Romans chapter 12 amen so we need to understand all of those things. The church amen, is wrongly managed because we're trying to manage the things of God with the wisdom of the world. We're trying to manage the things of God amen, with the ideologies amen, of Babylon. We're trying to carry out the things of God amen, via amen, the, the, the value system of this world. And it's not going to work. So even when you put the best, you do... God is not there. I hope you understand that what makes the things of God, amen, work effectively is because the Spirit of God breathes on it, amen? And that's why you see the world system, yes, you think the world system are good managers. No. No. They are not the best managers. They are not, the good, they are not good managers. Yes. They just know how to hide things. They know how to, you know, protect their own. And when that thing finally collapses, great is usually the fall. Great is the fall. We, we see that. Amen. And that is something clear. So, the point that I'm making is we have to begin to labor in the word of God. Remember, we're dealing with the principle of kingdom architecture. 
Amen. What is God's heart? What is God's mind? Amen. In building kingdom community. Amen. You see, Bible says, he who is faithful in little, much shall be given. Many, many people have not been faithful in little. Suddenly, amen, they throw them in the midst of a thousand, you know, a, a congregation or 500 congregation. You know, that, you know, the issue of deploying you know uh, leaders men of god you you deploy them now you've got to understand the things of god amen are built organically we've got to understand that so the idea the principles that we have imported that we are you know like i said yesterday this thing is about business is about branding and it doesn't work in the things of god because for the things of god to work the way amen it's been ordained to work it has to have the backing of god it has to have amen the life of god in it the breath of god the spirit of god must be in involved it's not just about ideas it's not just about intellectualism it's not just about you know being skillful amen your skill amen must be speaking to amen the guidance the direction the instructions of the spirit all right it's not about you know you know make it make them sit in 50s when jesus told amen his, his disciples to make the people sit in 50s there was something in his mind you know, before he fed them, yes. He said, make them sit in 50s. There was something in his mind. There is nothing that is done within the kingdom that has no, amen, divine prophetic objective behind it. And this is the reason why we are emphasizing and we will continue to emphasize on this point that, all right, in the days we, we, are, we are in, we must know how to manage issue. We must know how to manage people. We must know how to manage what has been given to us. We must know how to manage our life, our time. Amen. We must know how to manage our money. You know, we must know how to manage our relationship, friendship. We must know how to manage because if we don't, amen, those things are going to backfire. There's going to be issues of, of, of conflicts. All right. And so the Bible says that, you know, because of what they did, of course, they finally chose, you know, seven. And uh, the Bible says in verse, in verse five, this, this proposal out amen please the people all right the whole group were, were pleased all right and of course they chose stephen amen a man full of the spirit a man full of the spirit and full of the holy spirit amen and also philips you know they they also chose uh procarus amen uh, uh nicanon they chose timothy they chose uh, um Parmenas, they chose uh, uh, Nicholas, they chose uh, uh, Nicholas of Antioch, amen, and of course, a convert of, Judea, uh, of Judaism, and, uh, and that was it. And in verse 7, the scripture says the word of God spread, increased, because they brought, amen, apostolic management, they brought apostolic grace, amen, into the community. The Bible says the effect of that chosen of seven people to address this issue of conflict, amen, that is bringing uh, a division. I, I hope you understand that division amen was between amen two native people two different people amen two, remember that the church is made up of you know various clans various communities various you know uh, 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 you know tribes yes jesus said my father's house shall be called the house of prayer for all nations by all nations all right so the issue the idea of having you know a a, a church that is focused on one particular tribe or one particular national all right is contrary to amen the principles of god all right uh, let, let me bring that home to you know the, the present thing that is happening right now between you know uh, uh you know uh, um you know 
the, the, the Israelites and, and of course, you know, the, the Palestinians. Right? And I was thinking about that. I think I mentioned a little bit of, of, of that yesterday that if we're still in a day where we're choosing side, you know, I see some people say, well, I'm, I'm pro-Israel, all right, in, 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 in the war that is going on right now. I'm pro-Israel. And I said, is that because we do not have an understanding, amen, of the kingdom life, all right? When Christian begins to say, I'm pro-Israel, amen, and meaning that you are against what is going on, amen, you are, you're, of course, you're an enemy of the Palestinians, uh, and that's not kingdom, all right? Because those Palestinians, regardless of who they are, what they are, how they look, amen, what, regardless of their ideology, guess what? They were st they're still created by God. Am I saying that we should support, you know, uh, uh, the Islamic people? Uh, no, I never said that. But I'm saying we have to see things, amen, through the eyes of God, through, amen, you know, the, through, the, through the spirit, hallelujah, of redemption, amen. We, till the end, we must believe God, amen, for the redemption of people. Yes, there are bad people, amen, in Gaza. Yes, there are bad people, amen, in, among the Palestinians. So on the side of the Israelites, the, 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 the Israeli community, amen. We've got to understand this, amen. When we, when we approach the things of God, amen, with our nationalistic idea, amen, we jeopardize what God wants to do. We frustrate, amen, the, the, the prophetic intentions of God. In fact, it tells us that we do not have a clear understanding of what the kingdom of God is. And, and I'm sorry to say, I've seen a lot of men of God, some that I even respect, amen, both men of God and women of God, I'm pro-Israel, I'm pro-this, and, and they have in their Facebook, you know they, they 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 you know the flag of israel listen to this it's ungodly it is ungodly amen one person dies from both sides amen it's it's a death too much the life of people must be sacred to us as kingdom people, amen. We've got to have kingdom understanding, amen. Yes, we, ha we have to be believing God for the redemption and the salvation of both sides. I hope you understand that the fact that, amen, people, you know, that God chose the nation of Israel does not mean that, amen, suddenly they have free pass of redemption. They need to be saved. They need to give their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to look at scripture, amen, through the eyes of God and not through, amen, some political agenda, not through some, our own nationalistic, our own belief system. I'm praying, amen. And then the Bible says, Jesus died for all and is that the will of God is that none should perish. The more we continue to, you know, to, 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 to buy into this, you know, this, this, idea amen of divide, dividing and rule the more we continue to buy into that the more we shift away we move away amen from the principle amen of, of the kingdom of god we've got to believe god to grant us wisdom knowledge understanding amen to know how to deal with the issues at hand because like i said this is the issue here in 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 in, in act chapter six amen there was a conflict between the grecian jew amen and the Hebraic, and the Hebraic, in other words, the, the, you know, the native Jews. They, there was an issue there. These, these, these are still, both of them are Jews, just that one, amen, are from the, this, the, from the Greek descendants, basically. So what are we saying? We're saying we have to go beyond, amen, this issue, amen, of, of what divides us. Because we still have, you know, so many divisions within even what we call church, amen. There are people when they come to church, you know, you know how we sit in group. Everybody's got their own groupings, you know. Not because the church designed it that way, but because, you know, the church allowed, amen, this this concept, this idea of everybody must have their own clique, must have their own schism. That's what the Bible call it. It's schism. It's there. 
and or, and then you have the Yoruba church, then you have the Igbo church, and then you have the uh, the, 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 the the Zulu church, you know, and then you have the, you know, people here in South Africa, they have, you know, people, the Malawian, Malawian churches, then you have the Zimbabwe church, then you have the, then, then you have certain church, it's just for the whites alone, then you have the church that is just for, you know, the, you know, the, the colors alone, you, you know, all of these things are contrary to the principal, amen, of building the kingdom of God. The church ought to be, amen, a melting point for all nations. When you, when we come to, the, when we, when, when we come to church, amen, we, we, we shouldn't feel like, you know, we don't fit in there because of, you know, tribal war, because of, you know, tribal beliefs. We, you know, you, you see a lot of, most of the massive church here in South Africa, amen, are, are basically the extension, amen, of, of, you know, of the tradition, which in most cases, amen, they are, they are, they still believe strongly in the ancestral worship, amen, churches that are still into sacrifice of, of rams and goats and, and cows, you know, to the ancestors, amen. In fact, many of the massive churches here, like you have your ZCC and the rest of them, you see, all of these things are the things that weakens our ability, capacity, amen, to, to manifest the kingdom of God. You see, that's why I said the things that we're talking about, all right, are deep, they're deep, but we have to speak about them. We cannot be divided, amen, in our view when it comes to the things of God. We cannot allow, amen, society, amen, to, 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 to define how we, how we see our brother. If any man be in Christ is a new creation, you will agree with me that even in ministry, pastors will choose certain, you know, you know, the head of the church or the bishop would choose certain people that comes from his from his tribe, all right, to manage. Is it not the same thing about you know we we build you know our family member you know as our success successors, our either our children or you know our you know step you know step you know you know children you know must take over the the you know the work of God. Who says the work of God, Amen, must must be run by our by you know by our biological family? Who said so? If, if a member of our, you know, biological family, yes, you know, give God the journey and the person is qualified, chosen by the Lord, so be it. But if the agenda, amen, is to raise your, 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 your son or your daughter to take over the ministry when you're no longer there, then it, it means that you're not building for God. We have to look at all of those things because these are the things that when God comes and I look at what we build, he, he decides to move away. He says, sorry, I'm not in this thing. Because listen to this. Our idea of truth, our idea of accuracy, our idea of church, amen, is not suddenly going to change the mind of God. We have to build in accordance to divine pattern. Amen. And that means my own agenda must be thrown off the window. Amen. My own way of seeing things. My own way of, of looking at life. Amen. The things that I've inherited, that I've believed. All right. The things that I've been taught in Bible school. Amen. That are not aligned to God's divine approval, to God's standard. Must be gotten rid of or else. Listen, the Lord is not going to approve that thing that you are building. We're looking for divine approval. If somebody comes from God knows where and join the community because the spirit of the Lord, amen, led them there, then we have to groom them. That's why I spoke yesterday that we have to allow people to go through a, a period, amen, of integration into the community. Yes, we have to allow that to, you, you, you can't bring somebody, somebody cannot join the community today and suddenly tomorrow because they are very wealthy, amen, they, they have a front row. You give them a front row, you, 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 you make them, you know, some important. Is that how men of God choose people in their churches? 
Amen. We look for the ones, amen, that are committed, you know, in terms of money. All right. These ones always give. And that's important, but that should not be the criteria, all right, of, of putting somebody in a position that ought to be chosen and defined by, you know, by their spiritual qualification. Spiritual qualification is the key. And that's why we have to talk about, amen, discipling people. Jesus said, go and make disciples of nations. So when the people, when the nations begin to come to us, amen, we have to disciple them in a way that they have a kingdom perspective. Because everybody's coming with an agenda. A person giving you God knows what every, every now and then. That person may have an agenda. If you don't, amen, reveal truth and show them the truth, guess what? One day they're going to control you because, amen, they've invested hugely in what you're doing. And this is the reason why men of God cannot, cannot preach certain truth. This is the reason why they cannot correct, they cannot speak certain things because they know, amen, that <laughs> the person who is bringing this money, all right, will be offended. So we preach a gospel that won't offend people because we don't want to lose their, you know, their, their influence, their position, and of course their resource. No, that is contrary to God's standard, to God's will. Friends, what we are talking about, amen, is to deal with the root of how we got to where we got to, amen. We want to understand what went wrong. Men of God who started well, how come we got to a point where, you know, suddenly, amen, uh, we cannot speak the truth? Like I told you, I give an example again of TDJs. Back in the 90s, I was one of the, I was one of the key, key lovers of TDJs. Anybody who knew me back then, in fact, my friends, when they come to my house, you know, I, I just put in my video v VHS. I say, sit and watch this man. Just watch this man before you go. I mean, that was me. Back in those days, I could still remember some of the teachings, you know, uh, uh, in that he did, all right, uh, 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 you know, praise to, you know, praise to power, you know, beautiful teachings. That was when T.D. Jakes, you mean, was not popular, but this man was on fire. He was preaching the raw gospel. But guess what? As the church begins to increase, that's the key. That's the point I'm making. As the people began to come, as the money begins to increase, suddenly. It begins to narrow down. It begins to it begins to it begins to narrow down the message. It begins to you know compromise the standard, the quality. Today, I've in fact maybe I have one or two. All many of, I don't buy his material. I just threw them away. You know why? Because that thing has been corrupt. Has been compromised. I pray for me and I pray that he will awaken. I pray the things that have happened amen, since last year will awaken a lot of men of God. I know many of them have been awakened, but there are still so many. amen. And I'm not saying that I'm declaring this thing I'm perfect, but I say, but I know the standard. I know what God expects of us. Yes. You see, when we say things like this, people don't want to hear. But you need to hear. You need to know is the truth. You need to know is the truth. Knowing the truth, amen, knowing the truth and believing God to grant you grace to practice it. Amen. It's one thing. Knowing the truth and refusing it and rejecting it and shying away for it from, from that truth is another thing. This is the point that we're making. And we, if we want to bring the church to that point of relevancy in this last day, it's not going to be because amen, we built another, another skyscraper. It will be because we carry amen, the everlasting gospel, carry the power amen, of the kingdom that we can raise our hands and things happen. If we build according to divine pattern, heaven will move. If we build in accordance to divine pattern, we will part, we will part red seeds again. Amen. God wants, God wants to move in our day, but he needs to pour himself, amen, in a vessel that is ready. Not a vessel that is asking you, what is your stand regarding, you know, homosexual? What, what is your biblical stand regarding homosexual? And you say, well, that's not for you to judge. That's not your position. 
What are we talking about? If somebody asks me what is my stand, I refer them to what God says in his word. That doesn't mean that I hate homosexual. That doesn't mean that I hate lesbians. Amen. But the act is contrary to what the word of God. Except we say that, amen, when God, amen, uh, uh, you know, was putting the scripture down, he was asleep. He, 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 he lost his mind. He didn't know what, or he didn't know what he was doing. Except we're saying that God is not perfect. Except we're saying that, amen, the things of God, amen, are not, are not fully and that's the challenge today. That's why a lot of people are saying that, that, that you know, we don't think this is right. Who, who are you to judge? Who, who puts you in a kind of position, amen, to define and to determine what is right from what is wrong? Your own idea of right and wrong, amen, is, 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 is subjective, amen, to the limitations of, of your mind and the environment, amen, of, 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 of your environment, amen. Now, God who lives in eternity declares, this is how I want life, that marriage must be between one man and one woman. And then suddenly you say, no, now marriage must be between one man, you know, uh, one woman amen, and three men. He, the, the, the woman can have three men. All right? now, now, you have to understand these things that it's not for us amen, to, to, to define and to determine if we want to. No. It's for us to say, Lord, help us to do what your word says. And this is what I'm talking about. I've taken my time to study to know what, the, what is the standard of God. What is the requirement of God? I have an idea of what amen, a church should look like. Do you know? Do you have that idea? Do you have an insight into God's desire? Do you know what, how a home, a marriage should look like? I have an idea of what that is. Do you know? I have an idea of how amen, a child must grow. Do you know that? Many don't know that. And they don't even want to know because the world, the, the Babylon have told them, amen. Hollywood has painted, you know, uh, many of us, let me not say many of us, many out there, amen, borrow pattern from what is trendy. All right? Yes, we go to America, we look at the American church, particularly here in Africa, there were still struggling issues of identity, like a nation, like a nation in South Africa. South Africa is a nation that is, that is struggling with identity. This nation is suffering from identity crisis. All right? As individuals are suffering, so is the system. How do you wake up one morning and begin to say, oh, no, I think our women must, can, can also have more than one, you know, one husband. How do you do that? You think of what you're doing to the children. Think of what you're going to do to the, you know, to the society. But like I said, this is a day. These are days of the increase, amen, of secularism. And we're going to be having more. It's going to be coming. But the point is, is the church ready? That's what I'm talking about. If we're talking about building the divine architecture, we're talking about a state that we are ready to engage, amen. So that when conflict begins to happen, Amen. We have the answer. We know what to do. We're not running around, amen, like headless chicken. We have, amen, solution. We know what is it required of us because the Spirit of God has spoken to us. Listen, there was a conflict, but that conflict, amen, was 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 crushed. That conflict, amen, was resolved before it became a, a, an issue. All right, because you know those that heaven has placed as leaders in the church, they are tracking with the mind of God. They say we are not going to leave the ministry of the word, amen, and prayer, amen, to start you know running after you know things that are important, but amen, in the order of priority, they are not. So choose seven men, and that seven men speaks to us that there are people within the community they have capacity that the church is not run by one man that the church amen are you did you see the concept of plurality of eldership i've been talking about that for a while the bible says amen the 12 rose up let me track that scripture again let me show you where the bible refers to that verse 
verse 2 says, so the 12 gathered all, so the, so the 12 gathered all the disciples together. The Bible did not say, so did uh, um, Peter gathered, you know, the disciples. The Bible did not say James. The Bible says the 12. How do we develop, amen, a, a community life that, amen, we can build this kind of a system that we can declare that there are 12 elders in the house. After all, there are 12 stones, amen, 12 foundations, amen. It's, it's the principle. And I'm not saying it has to be 12, but I'm telling you that there is, that is what is called plurality, amen, of eldership. But we understand that among that 12, amen, there is Peter, there is James, there is John. And all these people, they have a unique place. They have something to contribute, amen, to the advancement of the purpose. But at the end of the day, hallelujah, it's not... Uh, you know, uh, 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 one man making a decision. It's not a unilateral decision. No. It's a community. Everybody came together and decided. And the Bible says this thing sounds good. In fact, when they, when this, when the 12 brought this idea of choosing seven, you know, uh, asking them to choose seven for themselves. Look at the verse 5. Verse 5, you're following me? Verse 5 says, this proposal, it's a proposal. It's, they didn't shove it on the people and say, this is our decision, so you must take it. The Bible says, this proposal please the whole group. This proposal please the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. And then the rest. Can you see? It was a proposal. This was a, their idea. They didn't, they didn't say, this is our decision, so you guys must take it. We're talking about finding, amen, the divine architecture, the divine, the divine blueprint, the divine order. Now, of course, then I went in verse 7, I said, so the word of God spread because it, there was unity. There, have you noticed the, the, the theme of unity, community life, togetherness, amen? There, there's, no, there's nothing like uniformity here. It was a proposal. You guys think, this is what we think. What do you think about it? And they examined it. They looked at it. And the Bible said it pleased the group. It pleased them. You know, one of the things why a lot of people don't feel that, like they're important in church is because decisions are made. Things are done. Amen. And they're left out. As long as that decision is made among the rich ones, among the influential ones, then we just come to church and announce this is what we want to do and that's it. It may work for a while, but people are not going to buy into it. People are not going to commit themselves into it because they have no stake in it. Like I said, some people go to certain places because of you know insecurity. They're just basically looking for identity in that place. They're just looking for identity, amen. Not because they feel that they are involved. Not because they 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 feel that amen they are needed there. And that's not a community for you. If I'm talking to you, or you know somebody engaging, you know we have not built a community that everybody will feel at home because we're still partisan in the things that we do, amen. Where we're still racist in the things we do, amen. Yes, there are churches that are racist all right yes the 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 the, 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 the this tribe amen this color amen they they hate the other color they dislike the other color in the same church amen no one that these things are rife in our community in our society because amen it's the spirit that that flows amen from the church that influences society don't we understand that amen that we ought to be the place where the river of god is flowing out into society transforming society when the when the church is compromised society amen is compromised so we have to understand amen and give ourselves to these things. The Bible says, so the word of God spread, verse 7. So the word of God, that is a heart, that is the key, that is a priority. So the word of God spread. The number of the disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly just because seven people, amen, were chosen to be part, 
to, you know, to, to, to take over in my position of leadership. Seven were chosen. And out of that seven, we saw that amen, one amen, was the one spearheading that, that, that ministry, that order. It's called Stephen. So the word of God spread. The number of the disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. And a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. <laughs> a large number of priests. I mean, if you win priests, you have what? You've won the people. Because people follow their priests. And a large number of priests amen, became obedient to the faith. We're looking at something very important here. So the message, the things that these guys did, amen, I mean, resounded, hallelujah, in the community of the, of the Jewish, you know, uh, uh, you know, people. Remember that the church is no longer, uh, you know, Judaism. <laughs> the church is no longer Judaism. Uh, let me give you a wake-up call for those who are trying to merge Judaism and Christianity together. Wake up. The Bible says, amen, a great number, amen, of, of priests, amen, became obedient to the faith with faith the faith that is just found in christ the faith that is being established i see a lot of people today particularly in south africa they want to go back to judaism all right they want to pray they look for you know prayer you know pr pr prayer clothes that they've gotten from jerusalem they put it on their head first and they think that is what makes their prayer effective. They think that is what makes their prayer powerful. They think because, oh, I got this prayer cloth from God knows where. All right? I mean, we see all these crazy things that is going on. I'm asking myself, where did you guys learn this thing from? People want to import Judaism. You're looking for substance. You're looking for material to, in, to, to include. Everything that defines the life of the kingdom of God, the life of the ecclesia, flows from within. The anointing flows from within, not from a garment. Not from an oil, not from water, you know, understand? Not from, you know, uh, 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 you know a, a wood that you have carved and you call it, you know, an ark of the covenant that you put somewhere in your church. No, no. We've got to understand, amen, that the things of the spirit and the things of the kingdom flows. It's a river that wells from within our hearts. Yeah, this is what it means. A lot of people now have uniform. When we're going back to the days of, you know, the, the, I mean, these are all things that are all tied to traditions. We're tied to tradition. I even see some today, all right, they begin to leave their dreadlocks. <laughs> they, 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 they believe that, that that connects to their spirituality. Your dreadlocks does not connect to your spirituality. If the life is not flowing from within, if the spirit of God did not ask you to leave your dreadlocks and you think that, amen, carries some power because something, amen, you know, had a dreadlocks because it was a Nazareth. Listen to this. You've got to understand that you're out of the ways of God. He said, behold, I show you a more excellent way. We're tracking a life, amen, that is not defined by religion, by traditions of men, amen, by, by ceremonial or by one word that was spoken in the scripture that was not a doctrinal, amen, principle. You know, there are many things that are said that are, you know, established in the word of God, all right, excuse me, that are spoken in the word of God that are not, there are not doctrines. Out of the mouth of two or three, Amen. Every word must be established. You can't tell me that, all right, because you leave your dead dreadlocks, all right, and, and, uh, and because something what dreadlocks, therefore, you know, you got the anointing. No, you are out of order. You are out of the principles of God's word. Amen. Our life, the things that we define as spiritual must flow as a river from within. It flows from, it flows as a river from within. Your hand, amen, is where ministry is. 
Fivefold ministry, the hand, amen. God anointed. The Bible says they lay hands on people. Your hand is the expression of ministry, amen. Your feet, amen, is what carries you, amen, into ministry. Your eyes must see the things of God, amen. Your, your mind, amen, must be picking into the things of God. Everything that defines who we are, amen, I internalize. The architecture of what we are building is an internal, it's an internal life. And that's why I said there is no particular structure for building amen, a, a community church because it's a life thing. All right? Because community church must, must be relevant to the society, amen, to the environment. Like I always say, amen, the way you build a church in China is totally different from the way you're going to build a church in America. It's different from the way you're going to build a church in South Africa or somewhere else. Why? Because each region has its own dynamism. And the reason for that is so that, amen, the things of God are not compromised, amen. No, you know, we don't just do things out of zeal without putting into understanding, amen, the ways, the will, and the, the, the political environment. You've got to understand the political environment. Yes. If you look at the seven churches, they're all different. They're all different. The way they interacted, the way, amen, they were in power, the way they were grace, amen, was based on their location. And we're called to be a city church. We talked about that yesterday. And we, we, we define what the city church is. Amen. It's not the largest church. But it's a church that understands. Amen. God's prophetic intention for the realm. For, the, you know, for that region. Amen. And they, they position themselves in the spirit. They are the ones standing in the gap. Amen. They have become a portal. Amen. Bringing in the heart of God. The mind of God. For the realm. For the city. For the nation. Hallelujah. And I, as we do that and come together corporately. Amen. We become. Hallelujah. The nation of God. We become a global voice that cannot be stopped we have to understand all of these things so you see the things that we're talking about are not things that we can easily just say yes 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 uh, but if you if you're tracking the spirit you're following the spirit you will know the things that i'm saying amen are the truth because i have nothing to gain amen by saying something contrary no what what am i supposed to get what are, what would i be gaining amen as a prophet amen it's your duty to speak the heart of god It's your duty to declare thus said the lord amen It's your duty to show amen the, the the more excellent way the divine standard and the divine blueprint as this word amen impacts you it impacts me like i said it's not for me to say well well uh, there are things that i'm proclaiming and declaring that i can't tell you that i've fully applied all of that those those things have become part and parcel of my life but they are the standard of god's word and they must be declared that's what i'm saying they must be declared and we all must measure up to the standard of god's word we all must measure up to the standard of god's word amen we cannot say because uh, uh this thing is difficult is challenging or does not suit my narrative or does not you know uh, uh, apply no it, it applies to you if it's in the word of god it applies to us amen it applies to us individually corporately it applies to everything amen that our life represents we cannot compromise God's word because, amen, we've, we, we're struggling to, you know, to measure up. No, somebody will have to declare, thus said the Lord. Thus said the Lord does not mean, amen, that you've practiced it. Thus said the Lord means this is what God says. This is what God demands. This is what God requires, amen. When the prophet spoke, amen, the word also judged the prophet. Jeremiah also, amen, became, amen, uh, 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 you know, became judged by what he proclaimed. I, the same word that the, the Elijah, amen, proclaimed that there will not be rain or dew. Guess what? <laughs> the word also put him in a situation. They didn't exclude him, amen. They only led him to the place where, hallelujah, he can be provided for. When the word of God comes, amen, is a double edges sword it impacts every dimension of our life and it requires amen that we walk 
in the standard of God. This is what we are looking for, friends. And I hope, I pray that we will, we will, we will, we will give heed, amen, to these things. I, I want to read a, a, another scripture for us. I've not, I'm not done with... Uh, um, I'm not done with Acts chapter 6. If you look at uh, Acts chapter 6 verse, verse 5. Yes, the Bible talks about Stephen. This is where Stephen was actually you know, exposed. Basically, we begin to see the profile of, of Stephen. Amen. To, you know, to the body. The Bible says, now Stephen, the man full of God's grace and power. That's powerful. The word God's grace means that the, the capacity to carry out the intentions of God, amen, had rested upon this man. Remember, the grace is the ability. It's not just the unmerited favor of God. That's how we've defined it. That's part of it. But it's beyond that. Grace is the capacity or the ability to carry out, amen, heaven's desire, heaven's intention for your life. When you are graced to do something, it means, amen, that you are, yes, with nobody deserves it. Nobody is an unmerited favor. But beyond that, we cannot limit it to just an unmerited favor. Grace is beyond just a favor. Grace is also, amen, the power of God. It's the grace of God. Excuse me, it's the, it's the ability of God in us. It's the awakening of the spirit of God for us to carry out, for us to, you know, walk in for us to be able to do so you, you have to be asking daily for the grace to to become I, I pray that prayer lord grant me grace to become what you want me to be grant me grace amen to carry out the things that you have ordained for my life grant me grace to see to walk in amen the the realities of your plans for my life the bible says that seven a man full of god's grace full of god's grace amen and power Two combinations that is required. Did listen to this. This 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 is the manifestation of those combinations. Did great wonders and miracles, signs, did great wonders and miracles and signs among the people. But this is a man that was called amen, to do what? To serve tables. This is the man that was given amen, the ministry amen, of, administ of administration, if you will. The ministry of administrating, amen, uh, 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 conflicts. He, he, to, to, he, he, this guy is giving capacity, amen, to, to resolve conflict. Think about that. But they said this man, amen, because he's full of God's grace and power, did great wonders and miraculous signs, miracles, signs and wonders, amen. Yes. The Bible says, and then we, we, we begin to see that this man is not just about miracle signs and wonder, but this guy, amen, is also highly skilled, highly informed regarding the history, amen, of, of, of the nation, of, of the things of God. He understands, he's, he's been tracking the ways of God, the will of God. He had insight, he had insight into the, into the heart of God. The Bible says in verse 9, opposition arose, amen, however... From members of the synagogue of the of the of the of the freedmen, as it was called, amen. The Bible says opposition arose, and what was the opposition? They wanted to challenge, amen, this position that you know uh, Stephen had been given. All right, and you you begin to see, you know, the things that happened, of course, and that leads us to chapter seven where he was killed. We'll get there, but I'm just bringing a point here that the person that was chosen, the 
the group that were chosen, amen, were people that were full of the Spirit, that were imparted, really imparted. They were graced. They were enriched, amen, via the life of the Spirit. Now, I, I, I was listening to, uh, uh, you know, uh, Elder Williams yesterday, DJ Williams, you know, uh, in, a, in a material that he shared on uh, his, um, his timeline, of course, connected to Spotify. And I, I will enjoy to do that if you can connect to Elder Williams. Just go to his uh, um, Facebook page. There's a there's a link he shared there. He was talking about a concept of entering through the narrow gate. The beautiful, you know, uh, uh, session there. And I, I like that scripture that he used. And I just quickly want to use that, you know, to round up, you know, this uh, session this morning. In Matthew chapter chapter seven verse thirteen, the scripture says, "Enter." You will see why you know I I, I I want to highlight the scripture again because this scripture is very foundational. It's very foundational in terms of building the divine architecture of what we've been talking about. Amen. It says, "Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide." Amen. For the gate is wide and 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 and. And, and the road, amen, is broad that leads to destruction, amen. It says, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, amen, and the way is broad that leads to, amen, destruction. And there are many, there are many who enter through it. Who enter through what? The wide, amen, and the broad way. There are many who are entering through the, through the, through the wide and the broad way. That is leading to destruction. Now, I was sharing with you know Sister Tina yesterday where I was having a conversation with her around this scripture. In fact, uh, uh, this was before I saw you know my conversation was before I saw this. So there was just a connection, and the the, the idea of you know we wanting to do the, do the things of God and thinking all right that if it's if it's popular, if it's generally accepted, amen, it must be right. I mean, that is a false. It says, enter through the narrow gate. The things of God, amen, is very narrow. The ways into the things of God are very narrow. If, if you ever find uh, uh, yourself in a situation where you are struggling to understand, to, to give, to, you know, to surrender into the, is because the gate is very, very narrow. In fact, the Bible talk about, amen, the gates to, to the things of God is like entering through the eye of a needle. And that is a name of a gate, the eye of a needle. You, you, have, to, you have to severe yourself. You have to travel light. You have to, you know, like you want to run in a race. You have to, you know, put yourself in some exercise. You have to shed certain weight. You, you want to be as light as possible, but of course you don't want to be too light so, because you need your energy to also run. So this is a powerful principle here that we have to understand that what the Lord is calling us into, amen, is a call to enter through the narrow gate. Entering the things of God, amen, must be through the narrow gate. We can't come with ideas that are contrary, values that are contrary, beliefs, weights, amen, that, that, will, that will weigh us down. We've got to shed off, enter through the narrow gate. The narrow gate, amen, is the is the gateway, is the entry point, amen, into the things of God. And that speaks into the state and condition, amen, of how we look at life. We have to shed off, put away, put aside, amen, things that are contrary, standards, amen, values that have been compromised. We have to put them away because we want to enter through the narrow gate. You say enter through. So there are other gates. 
enter through the narrow, narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads. It's easy, amen, to give in to things that are, you know, that are contrary. It's easy to, you know, it's easy for the flesh to just carry out things that are contrary, amen, to the, to the standard of God. In fact, that is the inheritance of the fallen nature, all right? It's easy to want to do, to want to, to want to carry out things that speaks to your soul, that minister to, you know, your mind, but the moment you say you want to enter through the narrow gate, you have to engage in warfare because your mind does not want that. Your body, amen, is screaming. Every part of you is saying no, amen. The things that I'm saying now, some people are going to be looking and like, what is he talking about? Well, this is it. You're entering through the narrow gate. The narrow gate is the standard of God, amen. When you enter through the narrow gate and you come over to the other side, you're going to see a different dimension of life. So what are we trying to do? We're trying to enter. Remember, in fact, when we began this teaching, we began with the concept, amen, that from the days of John the Baptist, amen, until now, the kingdom of God has been forcefully advancing and only forceful men, amen, enters. Only forceful men make their way into it. That's how we began this teaching for the past, you know, three months, if I'm not mistaken. All right, we have to, we want to enter, we want to understand, amen, the ways of God, the standards of God, the intentions of God for our life, all right? And so the scripture is calling us, amen, to begin to apply this idea, enter through the narrow, the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, amen, and the way is broad that leads to destruction, all right? And the result is there are many who are entering there. Why, why are many coming through this narrow gate? Because it's, excuse me, through this broad way, because it's broad. It's easy. It's easy, you know. It's, it's easy to, to build a church that is broad way. It's, it's easy to build a community life amen, that is wide, all right? We always, you know, attach, you know, broadness and, and wideness, amen, to, you know, to God. But based on what we see here, it's contrary. The waste into the things of God, amen, has to be streamlined. It's narrow. It says, for the gate is small, amen, and the way is narrow that leads to life. We want to enter into life. It says, so you will have to embrace, amen, that gate that is small, amen, and the way that is narrow. Narrow means you, you don't want to lose attention. You don't, want, you don't want to lose focus. You've got to put every effort. You've got to bring everything, amen, and push it through, amen, yes. But if there are too many baggages, you've got to leave them behind. Why? Because you want to enter into life. So the, the issue is, do we want life? Yes, we want life. Remember, life is, is the approval of God in everything that we're trying to do, all right? If we're trying to do something, amen, if the life of God is there, oh, we want to go for it. If, if we're doing something but the life of God, amen, is not there and that thing cannot bring life, we don't want to be part of it, amen. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, amen. And there are few, few who finds it. Broad, amen, and wide is the, is, the, is, the, is the way that leads to destruction. And many are entering. But this one says the way to life, amen, is narrow and is small. But few finds it. May we be part of the company of few, amen, that will be finding this path, friends. We are searching, we are looking, we're tracking the divine architecture. All right? You see the standard that, that Stephen brought. And yet, the Bible says, amen, a dispute arose 
it was challenged it was opposed all right and we're going to look at that hopefully tomorrow as the spirit of the lord will, will lead us this morning as i round up i want to encourage you as we as we as we look into these things how does your life fit in where does your life fit in what are the things amen that you are seeking to understand what are the things that you're seeking amen to shed off what are the things you're asking the lord to help you so that we can all journey into this community of life so that we can all come to the place of corporate worship and fellowship amen and build up each other edifying each other hallelujah thank you father we want to do this and we believe in god amen to grant us grace to do it now yesterday i i mentioned the scripture i'm going to round up with the scripture all right in hebrews chapter 12 right we're moving away from the the mansina order of life we're coming into that zion church amen <clears throat> excuse me we're coming into that zion's church he said but you have come to man zion hebrews 12 verse 22 you've come to man zion so there's a journey to this point this is a place where we meet we gather we fellowship we interact with heavenly order this is a place where the spirit of god amen is allowed amen to flow into that which we represent on earth that's this is where heaven and earth meets amen the bible says you've come to man zion amen We've come to the city of the living God. We spoke about that yesterday. The heavenly Jerusalem. Not the earthly one. We've got to be able to differentiate between the earthly and the heavenly Jerusalem. Amen. You've come to a thousand upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. To the church of the firstborn. The church of the firstborn is the church of sonship. The church of the firstborn is a church of sonship. We cannot talk about sonship if we don't understand the principle of the church of the firstborn. This day I have begotten you as the father begotten us. As we deal with the issues, amen, of, of kingdom community. Kingdom community is the place where we give birth to sons. I'm not going to go into all of this today, but I just, as I round up, I just want to, you know, highlight this point. Kingdom community, amen, is the place, is the point where, amen, this day, you hear, this day I have begotten you. Because in kingdom community, earlier, we raise a company of obedient sons. Remember, sons, amen, is a title for, amen, the company of them that are found in God, that have been born by God, amen. Yes, this day I have begotten you. To begat means, amen, you were once in him. You have been impregnated, amen. You were impregnated in his, in, his, in, his, in his womb, hallelujah. You've been shaped. Christ has been shaped and formed in you, amen. Yes, the church of the firstborn, the church that is, that is under the influence, hallelujah, of Christ's leadership, the church that Christ is the head, that's called the church of the firstborn. The church that Christ, amen, is the, is the source of their vision. Is the source, amen. Is the one empowering. Is the one, amen, directing, amen. Is the one giving guidance, amen. Everything comes from him, not from them. The church of the firstborn. Whose name are written where? In heaven. This church is recognized before heaven. Jesus, amen, I've made mention of this church before his father. He is not ashamed of this church. He said, if, if you are ashamed of me before men, what does it mean to be ashamed of him before men? 
to compromise his standard, his ways, his will, his purpose, his desire. All right? To, 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 to neutralize, to compromise, amen, to water down the standard, to, to tell people, well, you don't have to do that. That's not what God means. To do things contrary to his way, that is what it means, amen, to be ashamed of him before men. He said, if you are ashamed of me before men, I will also be ashamed of you before my father and his holy angel. So when, we, when this church stands before him, their church whose name has been mentioned, who has a standing before the father, because this church is found in Christ. This is a church where Christ can walk among them, can walk among the candlestick. This is a church that Christ can reveal his counsel, his purpose, his desire. Christ can easily flow. His spirit can flow. The Holy Spirit can easily do what he wants to do. It's a church, amen, whose sound fills the earth. It's a church whose name, amen, is being proclaimed and hallowed before heaven. It's a church that represents the glory of God, the presence of God, and the power of God. The church of the firstborn is a church that is architect, amen, by the spirit of Christ. It's a church that is housed, amen, by by the prophetic desires of God is a church that knows Christ. And is a church is a church that Christ knows. Is a church that has come out of hallelujah the womb of the spirit. This is what we are believing God for friends. When we do this, wherever this church meets, you will feel the presence of God there. Wherever this church gather, you will feel the approval, the power of God. Amen. The power of God's word, the grace of God will be there. Amen. This church will reflect the spirit of Stephen. A man full of God's grace and power. Did great wonders. Who told us this thing is not going to bring wonders. It's going to bring wonders. It's going to bring signs and wonders. But it's also a church that understand life. Understand humans. It's a church that can bring solution to complex issues. It's a church that is not afraid, bold, courageous. It's a church that is walking in the spirit of liberty because God is there in their midst. This is what we're talking about, friends. Thank you so much, everyone, this morning for listening. I want to thank you once again, amen, for granting me the opportunity to bring this word across to you. I want to appreciate everyone that has joined us this morning. All the ladies, I appreciate you, Sister Myrtle, Sister Kumisa, Sister uh, Atina. All right, and many others who are out there listening, following us, we want to thank you so very much. And of course, those that will be listening to the audio of this uh, um, session this morning, please let's continue to live our life in accordance to the values and principles. You will notice that the things that we're talking about is not just limited to how to start a church. No, we're dealing with the entire spiritual structure. Amen. Of what it means to be a church, to be the body of Christ, to be a reflection of the ecclesia of Christ in the earth. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. If you're going to uh, a, a service this morning, a fellowship, well, I pray that God, amen, will, will lead you and guide you, amen, and resource you. Please go have fellowship with as many as the spirit of the Lord, amen, will, will guide you into, amen. But don't compromise the values. Don't compromise the standard of God, amen. If you feel led to go to fellowship, go to fellowship, amen, with the brethren, all right. Do it for maybe for your, for your friend's sake, amen. And uh, just be led by the spirit. That's the most important thing. Amen. But if you know that there's a place that uh, this place has been compromised and you, it's going to uh, compromise your, your standard, then why, why go in there, amen. 
You, you don't need to look for a place where men are gathering, you know, fellowship, house fellowship. You know, just fellowship with the brethren. Iron sharpens iron. Amen. Let your fire, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, encourage others. And let other people encourage you. Remember, we are not the only one. Yes, there are other people also tracking what the Spirit of God is doing in our day. All right, so we do not have an exclusive spirit. No, we don't. We, we fellowship with the body of Christ. We are members of the body of Christ. And we will continue, amen, to speak to the body. Thank you once again. God bless you all. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.